Moncrief on News Talk. 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cents. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk, the soothing band that is uh, Barbara Scully and Declan Buckley. Join us once again uh, to ease all your fears. Good afternoon to you both. <laughs> soothing yes, band. Soothing. Right. <laughs> well, I just okay. saw that a flash just came up there that, uh, that uh, um, ship that was blocking the, the, the Suez Canal is now floating free again. Just as soon as I introduced you. Just your, your mere presence, the uttering of your yep. name solved a world problem. Uh, right, so blockages. Yes, this, so another another blockage for you to deal with. I made I made I made a mistake in lockdown, and to be honest, I don't really know what to do. I gave myself an at home haircut and hair dye. My hair was in an absolute state and I really needed to cut my ends and my fringe. I'm blonde and my roots were a disgrace. So I decided to bleach my roots and cut my hair. I followed YouTube videos, but clearly I looked at the wrong ones. I cut my hair and fringe when wet and it looked a a grand length, but when it dried, it got a hell of a lot shorter. My fringe especially is now at a right angle to my forehead, no matter how many times I straighten it. Uh, try to flatten it. It's horrific. But that's not the worst part. My roots turned out orange, like Bozo the Clown orange. While my mids and ends are blonde, it made me upset. I've been lying to work and saying my camera is broken on the laptop so that they don't have to see me. When I go to the shops, I wear a big woolly hat, which at this stage is too hot to wear. What to do? How do I face people? I'm so completely embarrassed by it. I know people will say it's only hair, but let's be honest, what defines us all? No, it's not. Uh, no matter what people say, we're all extremely judgmental of each other and I'm not able for the jokes and private remarks behind my back that I know will happen. Has anyone else done this to themselves? How do I fix it? I'm devastated that I feel like I need to hide myself away even further. Oh, gosh, Barbara. You know, I think this woman is right. I'm presuming it's a woman. Um in that, like, you know, it, it would be so easy for us all to share our current uh, problems with our hair and say, Asher, look, we're all in the same boat. And sure, it's only your hair and, you know, first world problems. And sure, aren't we all still alive and all that kind of stuff. But, um, and you know, uh, present uh, company, obviously, um, accepted. Our hair is an important part of how we present ourselves to the world. Um, and it does matter. Um and it's one of the things among probably 100 million other things that I think our government doesn't just get, because I think if there was possibly even just one woman on the COVID committee, we might even have a date for hairdressers to open again. Because I do think that now it's not causing me stress, but I, I can understand how it is causing a lot of stress out there for people, especially who are still working, who can't just hide themselves at home um, and nobody see the fact that their hair has gone to, <laughs> gone to shit altogether. Um, I've, only, I've one piece of advice, um, which is born out of bitter experience, because um, this time last year, my grey roots were beginning to come a problem and I didn't want to use a box dye because like this listener, I had done that before when I decided that in order to give people the impression I perhaps wasn't as old as I am, I thought if I had purple hair it might give me some kind of youthful kind of vibe and so my hairdresser wouldn't do it and I decided to do it myself and I ended up with the color I wanted at the very end of my hair and then the top of my hair was kind of pink and then as she said the roots went orange um, and it was the most extraordinary look uh, shocking um, and not in a good way so I didn't want to do that but what I did do last year now I abandoned it after a while and just gave up my hair is now gray all over silver it's silver I bought yoga hair bands you know those thick yoga headbands 
and they mm. work as hairbands and they will hide the front of your head and kind of maybe you know kind of back a good bit now you have to be careful with them because if they start to fall off like mine did you look like a bit of a mental nun uh, but if you put them on right and you keep them on right they may help particularly as the weather's getting better and the old woolly hat thing isn't uh, isn't good and uh, the only thing the only other thing I would ask is that like hairdressers again I, I think part of I hope that at the end of this whole pandemic we look at certain trades and certain professions that go you know what they are actually much more important than we ever thought they are and hairdressers fall into mm -hmm. that category uh, because they are experienced in what they do they have an expertise that most of us don't have so if there is any hairdresser listening I would ask them if they have any advice maybe to get in touch with us let's say this listener is not on her own by a long way uh, right well she's not no but but she seems terribly anxious about this um, but she's right. You do get judged, you know. And if you're if you're if you're having to do a lot of Zoom calls, you're looking at yourself as well. It's not so like in the natural world, we're not looking at ourselves when we're talking to people. But on bloody Zoom, you can see yourself as yeah. well. It's not great, like <laughs> Declan uh, headband yeah, by a hat. I mean, <laughs> or a wig. Or a wig. I've got loads. I'm not using at the moment. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, look, yeah, I, okay, I get it, and and I understand how hair is is very defining for, especially for women, and um, you know, it's it's a thing in, in in all the big moments of their life, their hair kind of sort of takes a starring role. I think trying to do what a hairdresser can do in your house was a mistake. I mean, you know, trying to accomplish, as Barbara's already pointed out, something that a hairdresser or a stylist has spent a lot of time learning how to do um was a bit was a mistake and so you know the consequences are okay now you've got this hello he's gone he's, he's gone. gone there you go he's gone and uh, he was just embarking yeah it was yeah he, he just he uh, was just embarking on the thing of like the horses what is it closing the gate after the, the horse has gone boat, down the road yeah. um, i could hear my kids going because when i say that to them like oh that was a bit of a stupid thing to do they go not helpful mom not helpful yeah. i know <laughs> <laughs> okay well what do we do is he is he gone we've lost him for for good uh, they're, they're, they're working to get him back but uh, I suppose okay. we can just talk about him behind his back uh, while they're doing yeah, that yeah absolutely uh, and he uh, was really mean to me last week so I think this is karma right okay alright yeah all well, I need now is for you to disappear and well, I'm taking over <laughs> well obviously hairdressers and people who make you know things work uh, are, are kind of important as well uh, to us I'm just going to plow on them with the second question might yeah. as well uh, well we don't know where he is he's kind of disappeared now I'm working I'm working with this person for many years he's an older man an older and certainly uh, the oldest in the office which is mainly young I can't believe the carry on of this guy in the office he gets more and more angry with every question he's asked everything has to go his way or his attitude and communication skills means we can't complete our office duties. Uh, he simply never listens, ever, and he's the one making decisions. He'll come in in the morning and spill his tea and leave the spillage on the table. When the pressure is on, he goes around and around the office and gets bogged down and cross. He can't relate to anyone in the office. It's like his head is in a daze and he's so fidgety. A regular occurrence is that he's not listening to me and when he uh, questions a report I've given him and I tell him it's typed up as we discussed, he says I'm wrong and that I'm not listening. He shouts at me when I've asked him uh, to, uh, to stop every time. His 
actions are aggressive, even the way he opens his office door with his foot, which always causes a big bang and disrupts us all. We're actually concerned he might take the handle off the door and end up locking us in the office. To be honest, he only smiles and laughs when talking about himself and his opinions. How, as a younger employee, am I to address this? Many of us wonder if he's on the spectrum, but was never tested in, the, in his youth. We're really struggling with him and need advice on how to deal with the older generation and his way of thinking. <laughs> okay, first of all is that I don't know how old this guy that she's referring to is and what this writer considers to be the, in inverted commas, older generation. Mm. But I'm fairly confident I probably fit into the category or maybe nearly do. And so I just want to start by assuring her that being um, uh, being this way non-communicative and kind of aggressive or assertive is not a natural part of getting older. <laughs> Rudeness and the inability to, to, to communicate um, is something that can be ascribed to any age group um, I mean there may be a cohort and minority cohort of older people who do get grumpy um, as they get older but um, in this case what to do I have two questions the first question which I think is probably really important is that um, I'm wondering if this guy was always like this or has his, is his bad behaviour a relatively new development um, because if it is relatively new or if it's something that was always there but is now getting a lot worse there might be something up um, he may be unwell, uh, perhaps even unknown to himself. So I, I would just put that in there as a little caveat that perhaps they need to to, to be aware of that. I don't know if there's any way that they can kind of in an informal uh, kind of quiet way, they could check that out. I mean, if this guy perhaps has other friends in the office, is that somebody that they could maybe quietly just talk to, you know, just say he seems to be very much more agitated than he used to be just to check in case there there might be something up um but assuming that there isn't something up and he's always behaved like this um again i'm not sure from from what she says in the letter is there somebody is he the boss or is there somebody else that they that they could talk to um about his behavior but again then when you drill down into it and you look at it like it's very vague and it seems like he the fella has now become kind of um uh, they've just kind of set him up as being this cranky old guy who's a pain in the neck. But some of what he does is just an irritation, like banging a door when he goes out or mm. not mopping up the spills when he spills his tea. Um, I mean, shouting is definitely something that shouldn't be tolerated. Nobody should be shouted at in a workplace. But I have this kind of feeling that this person has kind of got it into, into her head that this is some kind of older colleague syndrome. Um, and it's a little bit ageist, I think, in, in, in that way. So, you know, I think they've got to be careful and really stand back and look at what exactly is going on here and what exactly is the what are the bits of his behavior that are really problematic. And then first thing would be to confront him with it. Like, again, I kind of get the impression that he's kind of, you know, marauding around the office, banging doors, spilling his tea and not achieving very much and generally shouting and being a bit grumpy. But has anybody called him out on any of the things like, George, will you stop banging the door? Like, that's really annoying. Or George, did you spill your tea? Would you mind just mopping it up? Um, because I have a feeling that they're all cowering somewhere and they're not actually dealing with this head on, which is obviously the first thing to do. If that doesn't get them anywhere or if for some reason that isn't possible, the next thing would be to speak to, uh, to take it up to, to a higher level. But again, I would tend to think they need to kind of try and get him to understand how much his behaviour is affecting them in the workplace before they would do that. Yeah, because I kind of, th yeah, they, they seem to be inferring that like everyone of a certain age acts this way. It's just... That's 
that's exactly is the problem rather than yeah yeah uh, Which is a bit weird. Yeah, Declan is back. I'm delighted to report. Oh no! Yes, oh, no. <laughs> I've been here the whole time listening to your rubbish, Barbara. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's I think the new slot is going to be Barbara gives advice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's Barbara tells you why people. you're wrong. Uh, so, uh, Declan. Yeah. Uh, Look, I think the one thing that really jumped out of this letter for me was the fact that the the writer was very quick to suggest that this person was on some kind of spectrum and and uh, and I found that weird and I found that um, a bit problematic and I also wonder that if if this person had actually been uh, autistic or whatever would that have caused the employee in this case to, to deal with them in any different way because maybe there are some of these factors that are related to, to conditions like autism but but slamming doors and, and that kind of stuff just seems to be just dragging as Barbara said everything in and old people and the whole thing this person just seems to have a problem with this person and she's just looking for a reason to not be the problem herself I wonder whether she's actually um whether she's actually looked at her own behavior and wonder whether she's actually in any way um responsible i'm actually really scared that you're gone again are you there no we're all here yes no, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> speaking to yourself sorry it's just not like barbara to jump in and say something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go she's back God. i just need the feedback i need feedback i can't see your faces yeah. <laughs> um yeah so, for, so from that point of view, i just i just want to say like if there is a, a like a, 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 an on the spectrum thing that was in inverted commas and i thought it was a bit bit odd but if there is uh, that would require a certain amount of, of understanding and approaching the situation in specific ways and um, because communication in those instances might not flow the way that the letter writer would like them to or be used to or whatever. That aside, I do think that the mentioning old people and all of these are the reasons why the person is a problem. I just thought she was just pining it all on and... and like I don't know how uh, how she would react to actually having a performance appraisal by somebody because she seemed to be very certain that her way of doing things was just just so, and it was all about the other person's behaviour being a big being at fault. So I, I'm a bit worried about that. Yeah. Uh, but having said that, I do think you know obviously if there is somebody who you're working with who's toxic. You have to just find ways to limit your interactions with them, um, and uh, and make sure that you you keep an account of any of these these events, so that if there is an instance where you do have to take it further, that you are you, you you're protected in that account. Yeah, absolutely. Going back to uh, the haircut, a lot of comment on the uh, on the haircut. Uh, Ed oh, says yeah. uh, closing the hairdressers and barbers was just plain stupid. They were running a very tight ship. They could have safely done a few clients a day, uh, but now when they do reopen, the pent up demand will lead to a stampede. Uh, another texter says maybe the problem here is that your listener defines themselves by their hair. That's the real issue. Someone else says, I'm 57, gave myself a number six all over and dyed it purple. <laughs> Feck it, says I. Uh, Tree says, I did that with my hair. Tell the girl, put on a, a, the lightest ash blonde uh, over the hair. Uh, usually, uh, 10.1 is the number. Then buy uh, Olaplex, number three treatments, and use in hair for a few weeks. You need to research the colour wheel to see how bleach lifts your colour hair. You will need to re-bleach in a few weeks, but, uh, but with Olaplex will help prepare the condition. Crikey, that sounds good. Just shave it all yeah. off, really. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't, I don't want to be mean, but I, th- I think it's kind of refreshing uh, seeing everyone uh, looking estate and letting themselves go in the pandemic. It's only superficial BS, anyway. Uh, says, kind of- <laughs> do you know what? 
Do you know what is really refreshing? I was only thinking this, and I'm not blowing smoke up my own ass here. My hair has gone completely silver. I'm not saying grey. Uh, but it's so refreshing to see so many women out there now with silver hair who are mm. in their 40s and 50s because we've associated in our heads that silver hair belongs to women in their 80s certainly in their 70s. And it's lovely to see so many younger women happily sporting silver hair. And I'm all for that. Yeah, I must say I agree. I, I always thought silver hair was lovely uh, um, mm. on, on any age of a woman. Uh, also, a woman called uh, uh, Emily Jean. Uh, she's an atelier, whatever that means, but she's uh, she's based in downtown Moy Collin. Uh, she says that uh, <laughs> I, I design headbands and turbans and they've been very popular uh, to cover the lockdown route. So, uh, uh, no matter what the problem. Good woman. Uh, so, good there. Someone's getting a business out of it, so good for her. Good woman. I've become so used to my own company in lockdown over the last year that I no longer hold in the farts and I let rip at my leisure. I've completely stopped considering if there might be sounds or smells released with any that I do. However, I had a moment of realisation that I was just farting as I pleased the other day when in the supermarket <laughs> while in a queue. I just farted. It was loud. I took no notice until I looked around at several disgusted faces. How did you know? They should have been all wearing masks. Then I realised what I did and went completely puce. I was stuck in the queue, so I had to stay where I was. Otherwise, I would have legged it. Is anyone else doing this? How have I lost 37 years of being polite and considerate to one year of living like an animal? I'm quite shocked at myself. Have others lost manners in the lockdown? Please tell me I'm not the only one. No, we haven't. <laughs> and this is the logical conclusion of what happens if you allow people to stop dyeing their hair. Next minute they start farting in Tesco. It's an outrage. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing to say to this person other than, yeah, it's just a lack of... <laughs> Sorry, can't help you there. Yeah. Uh, God almighty, I'm terrified that this is what's going to happen when we're all allowed out again, that you'll suddenly be everywhere listening to people and smelling people's uh, flatulence. And I fucking well hope that's not. But I do worry. Like there's a, there was recently I was in the supermarket, obviously wearing a mask. And I realized because somebody turned around because they thought I was talking to them that I was actually muttering to myself because I've got so used to having a mask on. I've been able to pull faces at people without them seeing me that I, I, I've kind of morphed into now muttering. Oh, I must go and get bread. Oh, do we need this? Oh, do we need? And a woman turned around and looked at me and I was like, I realized I was actually speaking out loud. So I do think there uh, there are certain things that uh, we need to watch. But like as regards farting, just get some self-control like the way you learned when you were a child it's not rocket science yeah and, and i'm sure exactly. lots, of, lots of people are probably have you know let things slip uh, uh, uh it's a pun fest really. uh, yeah, yeah. yeah in, in recent yeah. times but you know once once we get back to living like you know civilized human uh, uh, beings again presumably those things will come back in time um yes and the yeah. two meter thing will help in the meantime yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Would two would two meters uh, protect you against what this person seems to be doing? Uh, well, I don't not know. if you were in a <laughs> not if you were in a lift. No, God no. no. Well, that's an argument no. there. That's another compelling argument for wearing a double mask uh, because yes. you need to protect your nose as much as humanly possible uh, from these kind of assaults. <laughs> Barbara and Declan, thank you both uh, very much. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break. Back in a couple of minutes. Moncrief on News Talk.